Oh, 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 cheeky monkeys. Get on with it. Toffee, toffee. It's black cap. Hashtag Buckheaders. That's magnificent. Hello, John. Hello and welcome to ABW Live. Uh, I'd kind of forgotten what one of these was as uh, I missed the last one. But yes, this is the post-game show for Portsmouth nil, Arsenal 2 in the FA Cup. And I am joined by two people that I don't believe I've podded with before, uh, or at least in a live show anyway. Uh, first, all the way in Canada. Gonna get this right. It's not gonna be Gav. <laughs> it's gonna be Corey. <laughs> Corey, how's it going? How are you doing, Josh? Yeah, good. Thanks. Yeah. Good. Good win. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. someone a little bit closer to uh, to us on this side of the pond. It's Gav. Uh, you're probably closest to Portsmouth out of all of us. Oh, you may. Yeah. In terms of location, it depends where you are, mate. Because I'm about ten miles from Highbury. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm about 150 miles from Highbury North. So, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, the yeah, yeah, you're <laughs> going to be pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, let's go and get into. Oh, should talk about the chat box. Getting ahead of myself. Uh, who was the first one in? I forget because it wasn't Danny. I know that much. Danny says it's him. Pat Brady. Pat Brady was in first. Yes. Pat's in there, uh, and 2365 100, Dom 1, J Rob in there. Uh, who else we got? Stefan Selby, I can see in there. Um, we're having a lovely discussion with Stefan earlier about our most hated cities in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> Portsmouth featured on one of them, uh, one of our lists, not the other one. You'll put it as that far. Um, but Gav, what did you reckon to that lineup? Kind of a bit of a mix, wasn't it? I, I think everyone was expecting it, to be honest with you. I think there was uh, an expectancy that we was going to put a, a few young players out, that the new centre-back would be uh, be getting some minutes. I kind, of, I kind of expected something like that, if I'm being honest. And I kind of like it, because, I mean, there was... If you include uh, the keeper, we, had, we started the game with five ex-academy players on the pitch. And one on the bench uh, in uh, Maitland Knowles, but it's it's just nice. I mean, if you look at the lineup, we had, we had five ex academy players, and Martinelli and Gwen Doozy. So that's sort of like seven young players on the pitch. Yeah. So like I say, I was excited, and I was, I was just looking forward looking forward to see what they could do. Really. Yeah, Corey had six players. Uh, I think it was in the starting lineup under the age of uh, yeah under the age of twenty one. Mm. Uh, did you kind of, what did you think of how we kind of started that game and especially in a ground that was kind of bigged up for its kind of old school vibes? Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so, I mean, I, I agree with what Gav says there with the young kids. It's It wasn't so much of a surprise. It was almost Wenger-esque, you know, the way he used to approach cup games. It was all kids, right? So... In that perspective, it wasn't surprising. Um, as far as the start of the game, you're asking me, it, it's kind of typical just lately. It seems that teams have identified the first five to ten minutes as a period to kind of establish dominance over our team, like we're as if we're uh, irrespective of whether we've got kids on the field or whether we've got veterans on the field. The first five minutes, 
we seem to be fragile and can be knocked about. So um, they were aggressive for the first five minutes or so, but it didn't didn't take as long to, uh, let's say, put you know, figure the game out, let's say, for example. I mean, they were stronger than us for the majority of the first half, but uh, uh, the start of the game was a bit uh, weak on our side, I'll say. Yeah, I think we definitely didn't start that game well. A big thanks and big shout to J-Rob, who's slid in, what, uh, two euros into the front of our smelly briefs uh, it's with a comment as well. It's such a scummy team, but we got the result. I mean, if you've ever been to Portsmouth, you'll know exactly what it's like. And I'd say it's like Crawley by the sea, if anyone's been to Crawley. It's um, wet and cold. Wet and cold. Wet and cold, and most of the population. It's an island nation, so you know, a little bit weird in that regard. Um, there's some other people who were shouting at me as well. Archie, I'm sorry. Grant, sorry. David, sorry. Jose Jimenez, sorry. Uh, I forgot you were all in there. Oh, and Rudy Rastos, you've come in late. Um, get on the naughty step. I think that's something that Jason would say. Um, but yeah, the start of that game really interesting in terms of how Portsmouth kind of attacked us and Gav 11 minutes in we saw like a proper I would say it was an old school tackle when I first saw it on Torreira what did you reckon to it as well well I mean I haven't actually seen the replay of it yet uh like I say BT Sport didn't show a replay whether they felt that it was uh (laughs) it was a bit of a break and they you know they don't show them if they're that bad but the way he's kind of scissor kicks in from behind, yeah, it's a bit old school, but in, with the benefit of our, would he have got a red card? With the benefit of a ref who wasn't completely biased against us? Uh, yeah, it, it's one of those tackles you don't really like to see. It, it, there was no point to it either. I, I can't see why he, he had to sort of jump in and do him, you know, he went out to do him and he done him. Yeah, he might have got the ball first, but you, there's there's no place for tackles like that anymore. That's not the game anymore. No, it's absolutely yeah. You're absolutely right, uh, Corey. I think that was one of the kind of tackles that I was probably taught about 15, 20 years ago. Is that's how yeah, you tackle? Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you manage to get a second view of that uh, no, that particular no, no, tackle? Not at all. The feed I had was sketching out just a bit, so uh, I missed the tackle altogether. But what I would say is that. Uh, uh, I kind of just was trying to follow along on Twitter afterwards, and then some stories came out with some of the people I followed that apparently his father's released some kind of message saying that it's relatively okay. So thankfully, it seems like hopefully he's going to be just fine. So yeah, I hope so too because he's one of those key players that you know we've always wanted to come into the side, and it's been an opportunity well, for him. We- we desperately want him to be a key player, don't we? We want him to be a, I mean, let's, you know, he, he, he does need to be healthy and to establish himself more, I believe. Uh, but uh, I understand what you're saying. I think he, I think we all desperately want that guy to, uh, to uh, succeed in the team. So yeah, for sure. He's going to be fine. Yeah. And Michael Hahnemann, you have slid in as well. Thank you very much for your fiver. He said, did someone call for another Eddie goal? And I'm sure we're going to get onto that one in a second. Uh, so we saw Torreya come off, Sabios come on after 11 minutes. Uh, Gavin, I know it's early to call in that game. Was that the kind of change you would have seen? Or 
would you have seen someone else come on? I don't think he really had a lot of choice, did he? Really? Uh, yeah. Who 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 do we play this weekend? Uh, we've got uh, West Ham. Yeah. So because so, you'd think he'd want to give Shaka as much rest as possible, so Sabias was really his only option, wasn't he? Yeah, like I said, I, I don't think he had a choice. It was it was almost a, a one for one sort of scenario, really. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it, it, you can't criticise him. It, yeah, I'd rather. I mean, it's all panned out nice. Uh, you know, Guendouzi managed to not get himself sent off. Xhaka uh, managed to have a bit of a rest, uh, which is going to have a nice rest before we play the uh, the bubble blowers from Essex uh, <laughs> at the weekend. Uh, mm. So yeah, so it, yeah, it was a right move, right, right yeah. substitution. Cool, um, Corey. How did you kind of describe the start that? Pompey gave us as well because I think that tackle was kind of you know the epitome of what we kind of saw from them. Uh, we kind yeah. of struggled, didn't we, in that first part of the game? Well, yeah, it's uh, it's like we just said. I mean, and this is I believe, and I'm sure you've noticed it as well. Is uh, not even just since our Ted has been here. When we could go back to even when uh, when. Uh, Jeez, oh, look, yeah, check it out. I've forgotten his name. That's awesome. Whoever that manager was who was in between Wenger and Arteta, <laughs> I can't remember him anymore. But uh, that guy, even when he was managing, teams had identified the fact that they could come at us in the first five or ten minutes. And it was like as if our teams came out and as if it was like they were just fragile for the first five. And plus also – I think that a lot of the coaching went into these uh, opposing teams where it was like, look, not only are the team fragile, they're fragile with their fans, let's say, and they will react if you get the fans on their back. Now, I'm not blaming the fans, but what I am saying is that maybe teams learn to manipulate the noise of the crowd to get on the team's back. And at times, it has worked. Our team has buckled. But... Maybe this is uh, something that Arteta is working on. Maybe it's something he needs to work on. Maybe it's something we're gradually seeing change. But uh, I, I am sure that teams are being coached to come at us full on uh, in those first five or ten minutes because they believe they can unnerve us. Now, the thing that I have noticed is I, I believe that Arteta has told the team this and they're looking to absorb the other teams for the first five or so minutes. So... I wonder if it's either that we're playing bad for five minutes or whether or not it's like a little bit of a mousetrap kind of game where we were going to let them come on to us. Arteta wants to see how they're playing and then there's maybe going to be a reaction to that. Do you, do you see that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I think it was one of those things we really needed to look at. Um, you know, where some players go out and get tested in Olympiacos in a similar kind of atmosphere. No, the Olympiacos game was yeah. just... That's what I mentioned that. Yeah, I was going to talk about the first leg, the bit we won, not the second yeah. leg. Um, yeah. Yeah. But a similar kind of, you know, you go to those kind of... Uh, that kind Everybody of area. Does well, it think, yeah. Everybody yeah, does come, it to us. Come in hard on it. us. And yeah. you can yeah. see that was their tactic, was almost to try and get an early goal. You saw totally. uh, Martinez get caught under a couple of crosses as well. Uh, Gav, what did you reckon to his performance? Because he looked a little sketchy to me. Well, uh, well, overall on Martinez tonight? Yeah, overall. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, he had that sort of almost punchy kind of one, didn't he? Uh, 
the main thing that I was happy with was everything that sort of went to him that he should have saved, he saved. Uh, and the majority, of, you know, the few shots that Pompey had, he, he had clean hands. He, he kept hold of the ball. There was nothing bouncing back off him or anything like that. So, you know, I don't think he, you know, he had masses to do. Uh, he certainly didn't have a lot to do in the second half. But, yeah. but I mean, overall, clean sheet, didn't make any howlers. What else do you want from a keeper? Yeah. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to find some stats, Josh. Do you, do you have any stats from the game in the first half there or to see what his saves were? Uh, not to hand, um, only anecdotally. I can remember the one where he came out really early on and just completely missed his punch. Uh, I think he was just a bit nervous coming into the game from what I could I, really see. I followed that Orbino guy, but I'm too stupid to be able to find where I liked his, <laughs> I liked his, his tweet because he, he gave me some, gave us all some stats there at the first half, but I can't figure out how to find uh, it. I have it somewhere in my notifications. In the interim, I can say Mark Davis, uh, no relation to the Welsh wonder. Uh, he spells his surname properly. Yeah, like Mr. Davies, thank you very much. Yeah, it's dropped in two pounds whilst I find this one for the first half. Uh, was both had eight shots, Pompey had zero on target, we had (laughs) two on target. Um, yeah, and so in other words, Martinez was fantastic in the first half. Yeah, he wasn't offered anything. (laughs) I think any mistake that he did make was just not punished at all. There you go. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, you can't, you can't, like I say, you you, you can't complain. Keep against a clean sheet, you can't complain. It's it's end of, yeah. I think what we can complain about, uh, and I was going to come on to it, was Gwendoza's yellow card. Oh, for fuck's sake. (laughs) <laughs> now oh. I missed this in real time. Oh. No, this was a joke. This was yeah. a complete joke. Well, I, I guys, you've both seen it. Um, oh. Who wants to go on it? Gav, go ahead. Oh, go. don't. I mean, Wait. yeah, go ahead. See the thing, the thing that winds me up is Mike Dean is he's biased against us. It's it's, it's just a fact. Yeah, we Plus were fouled. Headmaster, right? So. Yeah, we, we were fouled. He's blown the whistle. We've took a quick one and just carried on. He's blown up again because the ball was moving. <laughs> so Gwendozi's got hold of the ball. He's lifted it above his head. I'm like doing the actions. Clown, I know. Like I, I, I know. Yeah. Go on, Corey, Corey. I'm going to say it. You do the actions. He lifts the ball above his head <laughs> and he places it on the floor. Right. <laughs> and Mike Dean books him for being sarcastic. Yeah, pretty much. And I'm mean, being a naughty f- boy. Yeah, I mean, what the fucking hell was that? It's not, I was <laughs> like, I've seen some silly yellow cards. Right yeah. over the it years, but that is real. just absolute prophetic. Yeah, it was like, yeah. and the problem was, was that was quite early. And Gwen Doozy does like a little bit of a niggle and he does like mm. a bit of a pullback, so that sort of put him off his. You know, I was, I was a little bit worried that he was going to get a second yellow at some point because Mike Dean was looking for him after that. But it, hey. it's just Mike Dean's ego, he's a pathetic anti Arsenal prick. And, he and should be allowed to referee games. The thing is, too, okay, so I, I would react the same as I, I just nod your head and come believe it. But And 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 the reaction has been that Gunduzi's stupid for him doing what he did. But you know what? I mean, come on. I mean, it was 
if you're going to get a yellow card for having a bit of a sense of humor, because that's really, honestly, all it was, was that Mike Dean was somewhat embarrassed by the fact that Guendouzi got a laugh because of him, right? So he gave him a yellow card. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen this on the chat box reactions <coughs> as well. Uh, Stefan Selby, I think, sums it up pretty well. Uh, as to speak, Colson's first. Uh, Stefan's gone with don't overstage Mike Dean. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mike Dean is the queen of ridiculous. I mean, that's harsh on Queens, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, most of the words, well, I'm not going to drop so many C bombs this early on, but basically, if a yellow card. Yeah. You can get a yellow card for sarcasm. I'm not going to last another show. I'm going to get full gray and pulled and end up with three yellow cards by the end of this game. And, and you know, the best tweet I saw was the one that said something about uh, it's so ironic, Mike Dean giving a yellow card for somebody being like, you know, embellishing something because Mike yeah. Dean's the, the total guy who would do something like that. And it, I thought that was a very humorous tweet. I can't remember who did that. Yeah, I mean, he did the no-look yellow card as well. That part I did see from oh, it, which is just like, okay, well, yeah. It, so, it, yeah, for sure. The fellas just shouldn't be out. But it, they should retire him. They should reti- yeah. I mean, I'm, he's, he's just fucking useless. He's a clown. He's an <laughs> he absolute clown. fucking clown. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I, it's, it's, you it's, can just... Just just think of his mother, okay, at home, feeding him breakfast in the morning, saying to him, but are they laughing oh. at you or are they laughing with you? <laughs> I can't wait. No, I don't want to see his murderous rampage in the Northwest. It's going to be horrific. Um, so 30 minutes in, we finally get like one of the really good clear-cut chances with Martinelli. Um, Reese Nelson, what did you think of his first-half performance, Gav? Because he was kind of in and out of the game, wasn't he? At first half, I think most of them uh, were sort of in and out in the first half. We we were sort of we didn't quite get into our into the rhythm that we did in the second half. Uh, and I, I think they all were a bit. They were all were sort of like a bit touch and go a lot of times. And Mike Dean wasn't completely helping with his the way he was blowing his whistle. And there was we just wasn't quite clicking. Uh, but, I, like I say, overall, when you look at the game in the whole, I, he had a good game. But, like I say, it, it was just, it was one of those first halves. We we was lucky to come in with the one go up. Uh, but, like I say, they all could have done a little bit better. They all obviously got a bit of a morale boost at half-time. They all got a bit of a talking to at half-time and, I think the first half is is best off mainly forgotten, apart from obviously that tackle and the clown ref. I, I think a big uh, part of it is the connections, right? So, for instance, uh, you, you with Lacazette in the team, and going back to even when we had guys like Giroud in the team, uh, our team is very much set up so that the the centre forward or striker is, is is generally with his back towards net and he's linking the two outer players into the play. Whereas with the younger kids, I noticed they're kind of more suited to just running past defenders where we need to be setting balls like a Louise ball past the defender for someone like Saka or Nelson to run onto. And I think that's a big difference. And I think that 
where we're seeing visually ourselves a disconnection, I think it's the difference between the team when it's Lacazette in the middle as opposed to Enkedia in the middle. Enkedia seems to be very much a guy you want coming on to that final ball, but I'm not sure about his second and third touch. Um, I, unfortunately, it's a bad comparison because Lacazette's second and third touch has been terrible recently as well. But uh, I think there's a disconnection in there. Uh, also, between Willick and Nelson wasn't very connecting very well today. Yeah, I completely agree with you on Nketiah. I think that's one part of his game that is lacking. Um, one of the reasons why he didn't really make it uh, at Leeds. because a fantastic of that. first touch, but his yeah. second and third touch is a little question on him. Yeah, and I think Willock's performance today didn't help him either because no, Willock's no. almost got to kind of supplement that uh, part of Eddie's game for him. Uh, we saw it against Bournemouth that they linked That's up exactly a lot, right. a lot better. A You're lot exactly better. right. That's exactly right. When they're on the field, they're asking Joe Willock to do that job, whereas when when uh, when you have uh, Lacazette on the field, they're asking Lacazette to do that job and the, and the wingers are running past on to him. Whereas we're asking, with Enkedia on the field, we're asking them to run to the line and put nice crosses in for Enkedia to hit that one time. Bang. Yeah, see, that, that's the thing, though. I mean, I want my centre my center forward to be scoring goals. If he does anything else apart, if he, if he does anything else apart from score goals, that's a bonus. And yeah. Lacazette, yeah. Lacazette's overall team play is better than Eddie's. There's, there's no doubt about that. Even though Eddie was in the second half as well, he was putting the sprints in, he was putting the work in. But it just Lac- not Lac- Lacazette, good enough, though. No, no, it's, it's not with Eddie. But yeah, yeah. Who do I want in the box when the ball's getting fight when the ball's getting you know fired over from wide in the six yard box? Do I want Eddie I, or do I want Lacazette? I want, uh, I want well, Eddie. Yeah. I, ideally, uh, though, you want Obama Young. But yes, out of Lacazette <laughs> and Enketia right now, I would go Enketia, of course. Yeah, I agree. So, like I say, it's, I mean, I'll hop back to, let's let's go back to Ian Wright. I mean, even, even though Ian Wright did score some scorches outside the box, yeah. he had, he, Eddie reminds me a bit of Ian Wright, by he the way, that Ian, Ian, Ian Wright knew exactly where he had to be in the box. He's a similar age as Ed too. His break, his breakthrough is coming at a similar age as to when Ian Wright did as well. You know that, right? Well, Ian Wright was well. Ian Wright was breaking through Palace at that point. Well, yeah, yeah, just started at Palace really. Yeah. Uh, but like I say, it's it's just one of those. I mean, you know, everybody wants total football, and everybody wants eleven players on the pitch that can play in any position and play like the Ajax teams of like, you know, the 70s and the 80s and, the you know, the great Dutch teams of all time. Yeah. But I want a centre-forward who's in the box and he's scoring with one touch. That That's what I want. And Eddie, Eddie gives you that. Whether you, you lose it elsewhere, that's another thing. But like I say, that's what centre-forwards, that's their job, mate. Their job is getting the phone out. Yeah, I, mean. I think you're. I think you're right, Gab. I think the job is to get him in the centre, uh, scoring goals, and to figure out the puzzle behind them. That's yeah, what I we think, need to do. I think it's one of those. That, that Sorry, on the upside is Eddie's only what he's early twenties. 
he's got a lot of time on his hands and the fact that he's got that kind of instinct for scoring goals, the rest of it, that will come in time. But the oh. time he's got another two years on his under his belt, he can develop that build-up play. It's one of the reasons why I thought he should stay at Leeds, to be honest, because he was under a manager who could help him with that. They weren't playing uh, him, though. But yeah, I'm glad he that's came the thing. back. He, 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 was, he was playing, was it Bramford? Bram, he was playing Bamford like because Bamford's Bamford, a superb yeah. player for that system in terms of he's got that build-up play. He can't but finish. It's, it's, he can't hit right, a ball. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, 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 it's point, like I say, what Eddie needed this year was games. Yeah. And if he's not getting games at Leeds, it's pointless in being there. He might as well be training with us than training with Leeds, let's be honest. Listen, listen there's, also a, there's also a secondary thought to this. I'm not exactly sure, but let's do, do you know if his contract runs out at the end of next season? Because if his contract runs out at the end of next season, you have to give him time in our team to, to prove himself. You have to say, look, this is your chance. I'm not, I'm not sure. Otherwise, I'm not. I don't think it is. I went through on the last show, I think. Dan, who was Danny, the last Danny, was up, Danny yeah. will get it up. Danny, do that in the chat, mate. Yeah. When's uh, that, when, it's, it's I think off. he's got another two and a half. I think he's got another two and a half years. I think. But, you, sure. hear what I'm, but you hear what I'm saying, though, right? At some oh, course, point, yeah. you have to give him a run. Yeah. So, yeah. And he's, he, like I say, I mean, he, he came back from Leeds. The Leeds spell wasn't working for him and it wasn't working for us either. Because yeah. if you've got a young player that's going out, especially as centre-forward, he's got to be getting games. So yeah. it wasn't working for him. Obviously, when Arteta's come in, they've had a chat and Arteta said, well, you train hard, you work hard, you keep your nose clean, you're going to get minutes. And he's getting the minutes. Mm. So, you know, like I say, you've, you've got to... I mean, at the moment, I think really... <laughs> It's Lacazette that's got to be uh, yeah. doing the yeah. doing the work to get Eddie out of the shirt because he's, he's scoring. I think that was he's what's that three in, three goals in six games. Yeah, Enketia's contract is at the end. Of, oh, is up at the end of the twenty twenty two season. Uh, so you've okay. got another yeah. another two, two years, years, another two years yeah. on it. Yeah. Yeah, so two and a half seasons, I think. But, if my math is right. You know, think about it. If we get if Lacazette goes this summer, there's going to be a lot of room for Enkedia. Yeah, because we I'd, can't solve all of our problems. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Aubameyang and Lacazette could arguably both go in the summer. Um, right. Would Enkedia be my first choice to replace them? Uh, no, no, but I think no. Could but, yeah. do a decent job. Yeah, definitely. I wouldn't put the pressure on that young boy's shoulders at this point. Um, we should talk right, about right. yeah the one we've got um the next no i got it's the goal um a player that i think what we're, we're going to mention um not the player you kind of expect to score that kind of goal Corey. right are you kidding the guy's messy man <laughs> he does this sort of shit all the time sorry for swearing it's all right no, talk no, us, you, talk know, us through you know what was funny no what was funny was Literally two minutes before Femi had come on and was saying hi, and I had completely agreed, like, get this guy off. Who's this guy at right back? Uh, <laughs> I, I, was, I thought it was Ainsley Mark. I can't oh. think of his name. Duh. Don't worry. Anyway. It's, we've got Danny normally on the show. He can barely get past <laughs> the first part of Ainsley Maitland-Niles. 
that's the one. I thought it was. I thought it was him, and he just aged forty years. I don't know. Yeah, no. Uh, uh, the goal though was beautiful. Uh, I mean, it was off the corner, correct? Yes. Nelson, yeah. Nelson taking the corner. Who took all the corners? Did he? I think. But anyway, um, yeah. Very, very nice corner. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it wasn't even too much of a movement from our Papastathopoulos, the uh, incredible Greek freak. Um, <laughs> just lined it up, beautiful shank, just boom, right into the net. It was, it was like, you know, one of those God moments. He was like a Greek God for a moment, and, and we were all loving him, weren't we? Yeah, who's this right back, right? Oh, it was awesome. It was mad. Uh, Gav, you seen it? A right, well, not a right back because we've had some pretty technical right backs in our time, but centre backs mm. hit one like that. Not, no, no, no. It, like I say, I mean, it, it, I mean, the space that was a full, I mean, obviously after the the corner went out and the space that we had down the right yeah. was just, it was criminal. It would have been criminal if a decent ball didn't go in, and the mm. ball was absolutely perfect, and. He's just caught it, and he's just caught it right. And as Danny said in the chat, he's got something like six goals. Uh, yeah. I think the majority of them will probably with his head, though. But uh, think, hey, think, think back, Josh. You might you might remember the beginning of last season. He scored a similar goal from the other side, and it was where I can't remember. He, he, I seem to remember it coming into him, and he flicked it up and turned and then kicked it. And we were at that point. I remember everybody was like, "Messi." Mm, oh, is, well, I mean, the, I mean, yeah, I mean, the, the, the greatest goal, the greatest goal we've had from a centre back was obviously Tony Adams when he scored that one against Everton, uh, which is obviously a, uh, with his left foot as well. <laughs> like I say, I think Adams spent most of his career standing on his left foot, <laughs> yeah, uh, as opposed yeah. to kicking with it. Uh, yeah. But I mean, S- S- Steve Bold as a player, uh, he was pretty decent with the ball. To be fair. Uh, on corners and things like that, he was the the near post uh, flick on, mm. uh, which, is, say, yeah, which is which, which stumped his post. hair. We reckon. <laughs> that's I my excuse that's... as well. To be fair, <laughs> I'm always there for the f- near post flick on. Near post flick ons <laughs> but I mean, not that. But I mean, Keown, Keown was. I mean, Keown for what you can. I mean, Keown would be perfect in this league at the moment because he had two. He had two good feet, to be fair, Keown. Uh, but but yeah, no. Like I say, the, the ball come in. He timed it well. He hit it well. And importantly, we went into the break one up. Um, I just yeah. see on the Twitter here. There's uh, something about uh, Torreira has just hobbled past on crutches and in a boot from Gunnerblog. Scan doing the next couple of days. Yeah, I mean the and fact he didn't go to hospital is kind of think of good news for us. Um, well, I think we'll have to kind of see, won't we, in the next couple of days? It's going to be an yeah. interesting one on Torreira. You, you you would have thought that Pompey <laughs> will have some form of X-ray machine there. You would have thought. I know they're it's, they're very backwards down there. Uh, I've heard about the cuts over. I've heard about the cuts over there. I, maybe they've shut the hospital in Portsmouth down. I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, no. Like I say, they, they must they must have some form of of quick X-ray yeah. machine that they've got in the ground. Uh, obviously, the boot is a precaution. Hopefully, uh, yeah. 
But I, I mean, if, if he's got away with you know, a bit of swelling, he's had a result there. Yeah, I, I yeah, I think he'll be all right at the end of it. But that's obviously going to be his final nail in the coffin. R.I.P. Torreira. I'm sorry I mentioned anything. <laughs> um, but that's kind of the first half because kind of finished that one on a high with that goal. Let me quickly slide into the chat box because there are 105 people here at the moment, 106 and 35 likes and one thumbs down. Um, whoever is the one thumbs right. down, let yourself know. I think that's my mate Thunder Road who was oh, less yeah. impressed with, with my appearance this evening. So I'd like to say Thunder Road, have a lovely evening, mate. We uh, won. Cheer up, smile. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like Thunder Road. It's, uh, it's nice. Yeah. I'm hoping that maybe he's given us a thumbs down. It'll be nice, though, because I, I like collecting the thumbs down, unlike Jason. He's uh, he's annoying like that. But who else we got in there? Uh, oh, Pete Coulson is in there. Uh, who did I see that wasn't in there to start with and is now here? Sai Anavesh is in there. We will come on to your question. We'll, we'll talk Maitland-Niles near the end when he comes on. Uh, Mark Davis is in there. Uh, Jose Jimenez, I think we've already mentioned. So I've just got to say tappy tappy to everybody. Uh, and hopefully that's enough to get it done. Otherwise, we'll keep moving on. Oh, Data tappy, is tappy, in there as well. Tappy tappy. Perfect, Gav, because I cannot do a Welsh accent to save my life. <laughs> uh, and if it is, we'll get struck off immediately if I try one. Uh, I was just about to say, oh, look, Corey's in there, uh, but Corey's yeah, I, on the show. I, I, and, I just uh, figured out how to go in there without having the volume up. Danny, I did that one for you, so I didn't uh, have the volume on my YouTube, but I've given us a thumbs up. Perfect. Uh, so, uh, and Michael Hernandez is in there as well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who's the person that's got the uh who's the person that's still in jail but, but they haven't got herpes anymore they're here as well they are here um uh, herpes that's i don't John. I, I don't know who herpes free still in jail whatever they're yeah i don't know who there. that is uh, whoever <laughs> i thought it was it's definitely not them so we'll just kind of move on from now <laughs> oh <laughs> super color i'm not naming your name i'm just super color fragilistic yeah Expialidocious. That's as difficult as the uh, hashtag for the uh, poor ass game, to be honest. That, they yeah, that was a terrible out. hashtag, wasn't it? <laughs> terrible hashtag, poor arse. <laughs> I, I had a hard time typing it in. And I was like, uh, I you know, backspace, backspace. No, no, no. Oh, come on, Corey. We both lived in Brighton. We've had poor ass before. <laughs> Oh, see, there you go. <laughs> I have, yes, I know exactly. What right. <laughs> Let's move into the second half on that note. Uh, we started a lot stronger, Gav. Uh, and that man, uh, Eddie, he uh, picked up the phone. Eddie, Eddie, right on that Eddie, one. Eddie, Eddie. Um, yeah, no, it was, like I say, it was a lovely ball over the top to uh, to Reese Nelson, wasn't it? Uh, he showed his pace. Just literally just waltzed past the fella, didn't he? It was like the fella was in quicksand. Uh, great ball over. Eddie knows where he had to be. Straight in the net. He's sort of, well, not straight in the net. He sort of got hold of it. He's bobbled it. And then he's tapped and then he sort of dinked it in. So it was, it was composure. You've got to have composure at that point. And, you know, is he 
literally a yard away from the goal. And it took him three yeah. touches and he just had the composure to put it in. So it it was nice. But like I say, it was a lovely ball over the it was a lovely ball. It was a lovely cross in and it was a lovely finish. Everyone's did, happy. Did anyone did anyone actually see the actual uh touch that where it went into the net though? Because I think it, it, it touched him, went and hit the post and it kinda hit him again and went in. That's how close the cross was to that post. Mm. I I didn't see that. I saw him. Yeah, I saw it kind of hit him because I thought he'd hit, struck it straight off. But it was it one was of those. Like a, a donk, 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 wasn't it? it was yeah, like yeah. Donk, yeah. Donk. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. It's one of those but, that we were kind of crying out for Lacquer to have a few weeks ago, wasn't it? Just wow. ill of his ass. See, yeah. yeah, exactly. But I mean, that, that that's been the problem. Like I say, the problem that we had against Olympiacos was that. There was no one getting in front of their man at the near post when balls like that were going in. Yeah. You're and right. like I say, I mean, yeah, I, I know, unfortunately, like I say, it's the first time I've been on a after show one where we've actually won a game. So <laughs> that's not the other two I've been on where it was a nil-nil and then bloody Olympiacos. <laughs> uh, but it's, no, like I said, it, it was just nice. And like I said, I did mention the one against Olympiacos. Sorry to reiterate myself to those in the uh, in the chat that was there as well that <laughs> if Eddie was playing we probably would have won that because Eddie sort of he gets himself into them positions and you've got to get in front of your man and Eddie 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 do you know, do you know what also makes a huge difference for us is the balance of crosses coming in from that line so for instance, uh, I really want this Pepe kid to be awesome for us, but he's, he doesn't go to the line and cross a ball, and he keeps obviously ones coming on his left foot, which is cool if we have a right back that's going beyond him because, like, most of the action, and, and as a matter of fact, it makes sense to what you're saying because you, you want a near post run on a nice shank cross, right? So... Um, I see a lot of our action coming from the left side from beautiful crosses, but we, until we get a nice balance between left and right side, uh, I don't think it's going to happen. And I think I've lost some. No, I'm still here. Okay, good. No, no it's uh, all right. Sorry. <laughs> it just went so quiet. I wondered if I was talking to myself there for a second. Yeah, uh, no, we're just, we're, we're just listening to your waffle on, Corey. Go on. Well, there, there you go. <laughs> so, so, do, you, do you hear what I'm saying? Like, so, we're really yeah, no, weak. Course, yeah. We're, we're, we're really weak until this right side sorts itself out. Now, Bellerin, I love the guy, but it's not as if he's come back on the field and so he's waffling on it and, and waffling on. I'm the one waffling on. Uh, <laughs> like he's like he's barreling onto the line and giving us nice crosses. All of a sudden today, Reese Nelson's on the line. He's running down to that line the whole game, bombing these beautiful passes in. Now we've got nice balance. That's when we're starting to feel some progress you know what i mean yeah definitely yeah, talk I'll about right back as well uh because a few people have asked in the box about maitland niles and why he didn't start i know socrates got a goal but on the face value of just generally what do we make of the situation gav with maitland niles and the fact that he didn't start at right back i think at the moment it's a balancing act and i think look the situation that we've got, I think basically Maitland-Niles isn't playing at right back because we haven't got a left back. So I think that what Arteta has been trying to do really uh, and how how he sort of laid it out tonight was if he can have 
Socrates, at, uh, Socrates, or however anybody wants to pronounce it, please feel free to correct me. I don't care. It's almost like you've, when Saka's going forwards, they drop back to a three at the back. Yeah. Uh, so I think it was more of a, a, in a way of saying, okay, we're going to be stronger down the left. Uh, let you know, let Saka have a bit more freedom to roam forwards. Uh, yeah, but we might you... lose that on the right. So, but like I say, I mean, you know, Bruce Nelson, you know, he, he more than made up for it on the right-hand side, more than made up for it. Uh, but I, I think it was more tactical and I'd like to think it was. Maybe Arteta wants Maitland-Knowles to, you know, to go in and own it like Saka's coming and owned it. I think he, he may be sort of saying to him, you know, look, wherever you are on the pitch, you've got to give your all and you've got to train in that position, you you know, et cetera, et cetera. There's, but like I say, I, 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 I don't think Maitland knows he's going to be around for too much longer. I'll, I'll, I'll be surprised if we don't sell him in the summer, if I'm being honest. Yeah, Corey, what did you reckon as well as you agree well, with Gav? I just wanted to say, I just wanted to say, I, I agreed because you, you and on the on the movement of the defense, like he says, when we're in possession, we're, we're sliding into a three, and what happens is you have Louise in the center of that three, Socrates on the right, and Mari, who's a left-sided center back, he's on the left side of that uh, three, right? So. Uh, that's why uh, that's why we're playing in the way. That's why I think he chose to play in the way he did. Now, as far as mainland now goes, I think you're absolutely right. I think this is one of these uh, red line deals for Arteta, where uh, the word came out that mainland now had the attitude of uh, this isn't my position. I'm better than this kind of attitude, and he had got the opportunity with Saka, who had the completely opposite kind of attitude. He's been able to play the one boy and sit the other boy. And whether or not this is uh, uh, it, it's not a personal issue anymore. This is now uh, an opportunity for Arteta to establish a line with all of his players through maintenance now. So effectively, I mean, maintenance now might be able to sort it in a way that the, uh, the solution ends out well for him. But I believe Gav's right. I think the end of the road is there for Maitland Niles as far as being an Arsenal player. And it may not necessarily be because of him in particular, but because it's a really awesome opportunity or a really valuable opportunity for Arteta to establish a certain red line with any player that goes under him from now on. He's not going to let that opportunity go. Unfortunately, Maitland Niles is the kid who's going to pay the price for that, but he's also the one who said what he said. So you, you know, you have to deal with the consequences of uh, what you do. Yeah, uh, I agree with you, Corey, on that. With Maitland Niles kind of painting himself into a corner, isn't he? By yeah, saying, exactly. Exactly. "I want to well, play right wing," and yeah. you're like, "Okay, well, unfortunately, our seventy-two million pounds record signing also wants to play right wing." Yeah. Uh, we've also got Reese Nelson coming through, uh, who's you know shown at Hoffenheim last season he can play out on the wing at a high level. He's going to have to bide his time and just kind of sit it, 
see it through. Um, he's got he's got to be professional. He's he's, yeah. a, he's a young he's a young lad. He's getting decent money, right? And he's playing for the club that he's been at for you know since he was a kid. He's got to knuckle down now. He's got to do yeah. the work. He's got yeah. to get men, he's got to get mentally right with where he's going to be playing with where he's playing, and he's got to give it all in every training session. And if he does that, then he's going to get his opportunities. If he don't, if he does a little bit of a sulk, then he's going to be shown the door. Do you know what I mean, he's in, a very, he's in a very, very privileged situation where he's getting paid by the Arsenal to play football for the Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. And if he can't see that, he's going to end up in like fucking Division 2 or 3 in the next couple of years. Yeah, you're, and you're, you're totally right. There's nowhere else up for him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, Arteta's just the guy who'll give him a chance if he works hard as well. And you know what? Oh, he's a really, he's a really good player. If he figures this out, I believe he's worth. He's a good player. He's a good person. I think this young maintenance now. Is, he just made a, a bit of a mistake, and if he has to move on to move past that mistake, then so be it. He'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, sorry. I kind of was looking at the chat box <laughs> forgot what was going on uh forgot i'm hosting this uh, Come on, multitask Come on. I, told you, I can't do this this is why there's no <laughs> there's no tweets going out danny's doing them <laughs> um <laughs> right so we saw a couple of other substitutions to be honest not i, I think we just played out the game uh, another player i wanted to talk about uh before we get to the debutant was uh joe willock get his first name right after the other three that were available to me of Willocks. Um, what did you make of his performance, Gav, overall? There's some people who have been a bit down on it. Well, I mean, I don't think too many people cover themselves in a lot of glory for the majority of the first half until the goal anyway. Uh, second half, I think he'd done what he had to do. It was... We controlled. We I, I thought we completely dominated the second half. You know, I couldn't see us. You know, as soon as we got the second, I couldn't even even us. I couldn't see us losing the game at that point. Uh, but come on, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 no, well, I know, I know, even for us. But like I say, he didn't. He tried. He put some runs in. He tried some balls. He worked as hard as anybody else did. And I don't think you can knock him for the fact that he didn't pull off one or two master strokes from the game because he played in a second half side, which completely dominated the game. So I'm, I'm happy with him. I mean, obviously I'd like to have seen him bang one in from 30 yards or put in a couple of slide balls in that got us maybe a third or a fourth goal. But, at the end of the day, you can't knock players for performing in a team when, especially in the second half, it was completely dominant. Yeah, Corey, anything on, on Willock as well? Yeah, I was going to say, I noticed a few times, whenever I did notice him, he, he seems to get ahead. Of, he's he's A lot of the time when Nketiah would end up coming back for the ball, uh, Willock would be the one who would be ahead of uh, um in Kedia. So then, for instance, whoever it maybe went out to uh, Martinelli on the left or Nelson on the right, would the cross would be coming into Willock instead of Enkedia. 
uh, or a combination of Willock to the near post and Enkedia to the far post. Um, uh, he's a frustrating player for me because I don't want to uh, say he's. Uh, I, I would. I, I'm not sure about Willock. He, I, I've never been able to figure out whether I like him or not. Whereas, like somebody like uh, Nelson excites me. Uh, obviously, Martinelli was an instant hit with everybody. Saka has worked his way into all of his heart, uh, all of our hearts, uh, so to speak. But. Um, Willick's a puzzle for me. He, he, maybe he's one of these players who can strike you as being a bit lazy. Maybe he's one of these ones who's a bit whimsical in, in, in his way he plays. But um, I find him to be kind of frustrating myself. I think he was, I'd like to see him with a bit more, and I think he will. I, I don't think he, he's still a very young player. I yeah, don't I think. think he's got quite... I think I've mentioned this before again on another podcast. Uh, I talk to the lads that run the Islam Boxing Club every now and then, and I was chatting to them about how the difference between their 18 to 21 year old boxers, and they said it, they said it's really tricky because once you get to 18 in boxing, you're you're, you're in, in amateur boxing, you're boxing men, so they could have an 18 year old going up against a 26 year old. And some men's and boys' bodies develop at different stages and at different ages throughout their life. I mean, you can have an 18-year-old who's got basically a man's body and you can have a 21-year-old who may need a, a couple more years to actually fully get his muscle tone, his definition uh, together. And I think that's where Willock is at the moment. I think he needs a little bit more strength and a little bit more meat on his bones without losing any, any pace. So, yeah. yeah. And, and he, and he is, like I say, I mean, tonight he played in almost like a, a number 10 style position, almost like he did, a, didn't he? He did, a slightly, didn't he? well, I mean, a slightly deeper number 10, but that, that's sort of like the position he, he was supposed to be playing. And it's a very hard position to play, especially yeah, when you're right. following people like, Burkamp and there I sat Ozil a couple of years back. You know, you know it's, it's it's a hard position to play in, and but like I said, I just think he just needs a little bit more meat on his bones, and I think he's going to mature into the position. Um, he needs to learn, and he's in the right place to learn. If and he's obviously putting the effort in, otherwise I'd say I wouldn't be bloody picking him. I think this is the same for a lot of our players, and it obviously coincides with the the youth, the youth of our team it's because uh, I, I've said the same thing about that Saka if he could put a stone on he'd be catchy how many times have you seen young Saka go in plant his foot to try and win a challenge have a big ass defender hit him on the side and that kid just goes flying <laughs> you know that Saka I've seen that two or three times so similar thing yes you're right Willick you put some meat on those bones fill him out a little bit Nelson you want him he's a runner He's like a Martinelli. You don't necessarily need to. Martinelli is surprisingly strong, actually. I gotta say, for the size of that kid, he's. I, I think he's he's very strong. He's super he's intelligent strong. in how he uses his body as well, right? He knows yeah. how to plant his body and give that little tap. He can. He's really he's good. To, oh, he's so exciting, but, isn't he? Yeah. Gav, he's, it's like you said that it's a kind of those eighteen-year-olds in the boxing gym. You know, they they're coming up against men. Martinelli's, yeah, play, Martinelli's been playing against men. 
you know, Brazilian lower yeah, divisions. I, I, and you, you, you look, I mean, if you look at, my, I mean, you know, it's, it's unfair because they don't really you know, play in the same position. But I mean, if you look at the, the body shape and definition of Martinelli and of Willock, you would actually think that Martinelli's a couple of years older. Mm. So, I mean, that, that, that's where I'm getting at. It, it's, yeah. Yeah. It, it's not, a, it's not a train strength. It's not something you can do in the gym or, or anything like that. It's, it's just how, you know, men and boys' bodies mature at slightly different ages. Yeah. yeah. And like I say, I mean, you know, I know that when I was 22, 23, I was a lot bigger and stronger than I was when I was 17, 18. So that, be, that's just kind of how it is. Could yeah, it also a bit be more, sorry, go ahead. Corey. I was going to say he's a bit more streetwise with how he uses his strength as well. I think that's, that's where it. I was just about yeah. to go. That's where I was just well, about my, to go to. Yeah. Can I, for in, can I, for, for instance, you has Willick been at uh, the Arsenal Academy like most of his youth career? Oh, he's, he's six or nine, wasn't he? That he joined us. It's one of those. Yeah, two yeah he, he was. So he was. What about? He was. He was very. He was very, very young because mm-hmm. he's two older. He's the youngest of three brothers. So, what about the angle of uh, young Willick being brought up? And with all due respect, young Willick being brought up in the Arsenal Academy. Oh, so nice and so cozy, and oh, you're the best, you're the best. Versus a Martinelli who's been kicked the shit kicked out I wouldn't, of him. In, in, I wouldn't. I wouldn't really go there if I'll be if I'm yeah. being honest. I mean, okay. if see, Willock was. I, I, I believe I'm correct here. Willock is the youngest of three brothers, hmm. and the only reason he started at Arsenal was because his two older brothers were there. So yeah. he would come along and basically with the you know with the mum or the dad. Uh, and literally, you know, you might as well join in. And then when he got old enough, they sort of signed him up onto the youth level. So he's been brought yeah. up with two older brothers. Yeah. So okay. it's kicking that's the shit out of him, basically. Yeah, that's right. Do you know what I mean? So, I mean, you know, I mean, I, you know, I'm the oldest, so I never had that. But my, my <laughs> brother, yeah, there, was a, there was a point when my brother got over six foot that I had to stop kicking him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But... Uh, <laughs> But <clears throat> he hasn't had that, you know, he's been at Arsenal since a very, very young age. He's probably, you know, <laughs> he's probably been at he's probably been at Arsenal like 15 years or something stupid like that already. Have all so, these kids, all these kids been together, really, haven't they, throughout? Ninkedia, Willock, Nelson. Eddie, uh, was the last, Eddie, Eddie was the last one in, wasn't he? Because he was Chelsea. Yeah, it was Chelsea. Chelsea, oh, that's Chelsea. Right. Chelsea. Nabbed him out of there. That's right. I forgot that. Yeah. Chelsea yeah. dropped him. Chelsea what dropped about, Eddie, and we picked. What him about up. that other kid, the uh, the one who's um, the central attacking kind of more? What's his Smith name? Rowe? Yeah, Smith Rowe. Has he been the, with all those? Uh, like they are, are they yeah. a group of kids who grew up together, kind of thing? Yeah, like they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. nice. Saka as well, eh? Yeah, Saka's part of that group as well. Well, no, so, I mean, Saka, Saka was actually a couple of years younger. Oh, of course, but he's, yes. Because Saka's only eight. Saka's only eighteen, isn't he? So right, he was. Right. Uh, yeah, you forget that, don't you? Which, which, which explains his contract because at eighteen they can only sign a contract up to the age of twenty-one. Well, do you, uh, is there any rumours about his contract yet? I know that there was nasty rumours, but I choose to ignore those. No, he's so, staying. No, there, there, yeah. there's, he's staying. There, there's there's no doubt about that. Yeah. Cool. Good. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, as you say, it, it ends at the same time as Bamiang's. Um, Ozil, Socrates, mm. Louise, and Mustafi's 
Yeah. Um, you like can tell say, that, that, that's, yeah. that's, pure, that's purely because of Saka's age. Mm. Before the, I think it's something silly like before the age of eighteen, they can only sign up to the age of twenty-one. Yeah. So that's what he's done, and whatever contract he, he's on, which is probably like only ten grand a week. Uh, obviously the bonus is. Yeah, he's on. No, I mean, who's kidding? I'll be honest with you, because Saka was very highly, highly thought of when he was 15, 16. Oh, so yeah. he, he, he would have been on the, especially being in a, you know, a wide man scoring goals, which he was in the youth levels, he would have got the top wages that Arsenal give to the youth players. Which Is I he part of the England youth? Do you know? He's undecided. He's a bit yeah, of an undecided. He, he's played. He's played for England at youth level, but there is the fact that he might go and play for his uh, parents' homeland, uh, the country of which I I can't remember off the top of my head. I can get but it for it's, you. It's Nigeria. Oh, yeah, there, there is there yeah. is the re- rumor that he might go yeah. down that road. It is a nice jersey. <laughs> no, I don't like their new jersey. Actually, I take nah, it back. The, the World Cup one was a lot better, wasn't it? The World Cup oh, one no, a couple of years back. That was yeah, it's lovely. Yeah, yeah. I think their new one is Puma by sometimes. No, maybe not. Yeah. Well, get on with job. Yes, that's. Uh, well, oh, I was going to call that as the end of the game, but what's uh, okay, what uh, is my Gav? Oh, uh, Michael Honeyman. Uh, it's it's up to twenty one when you don't have to be registered. As well as yet in the actual squad, yes. yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. You, they don't have to be, you don't have to put them on a the list of registered no. players for specific competitions. Yeah, um, yeah. So that was the end of the game. I just want to talk about one other player before we slide into questions, uh, and that was our debutant, uh, Pablo Mari. Um, is there anything we really want to talk about explicitly? Um, as you say, he kept a clean sheet. There's not much you can kind of complain well, about. His performance. There's, 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 like I say, yeah, there's a couple of things you want from a centre back. Them to not fuck up and not really notice they're on the pitch. Bingo. And yeah. like, like I say, I mean, what you know, he done everything right. They didn't score. He didn't give the ball away stupidly. Uh, he looks quite tall, which is which is nice for us. Uh, mm. But yeah, no, done. Didn't stand out. But you don't want your centre backs to stand out. If your centre backs stand out, you're having a shit game, mate. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you're not That's doing right. well as a team. So, yeah, yeah. Like I say, it's, it was a it's a solid seven and a half out of ten performance, which is what you want from a centre back because it means they're not fucking doing much, and you don't want your centre backs <laughs> to be doing much. Yeah, I mean, I've got the final stats for the game as well uh, to show how busy Mari would have been. Uh, mm. Portsmouth had 27% of possession, uh, 11 shots on which one was on target, three corners and eight fouls. So, yeah, uh, compared to our 15 shots, only four on target from us, uh, 10 corners and the same number of fouls with eight. But I think we got one. one I think- yeah. I think one of sorry, I think one of Portsmouth's corners was when he blocked a shot. So I think if yeah. you go into his individual ones, he probably had a couple of blocks on there as well. But he didn't dive in. He was in the right position. You know, we we might have a baller there. Can I can I say something I noticed was so 
up until now, I've noticed Luis has been playing the left of the two centre-backs. And in today's game, he was able to play at the right of the two centre-backs. Now, the question I have in my head is, does anybody know previous years, is he more comfortable as a right-sided centre-back or is he more comfortable as a left-sided centre-back? Because if so, it would put him in a more natural position if that's... For his country oh. and for PSG, he plays on the right, played on the that's right, right. Oh, next to Thiago, right. next to Thiago Silva. But so, do you think this is maybe going to provide a little bit more of uh, comfortness would, for the Luis? I would say is kind of like as Gav mentioned with what Socrates was doing and dropping into that back three. He's technically in the middle, isn't he, of a back three, which is where yeah. we've yeah. kind of seen him mm. play exactly. in those kind of under Conte. At Chelsea, we kind of saw him in that kind of position in that back three. So, I think we've given him more options, haven't we, for where he can yeah. oh, and definitely. can't play. And I mean, that, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, had a, I, had a, I had a long chat with my. Uh, I've got one Chelsea mate. Well, two, I guess. I've got one or two Chelsea mates. And I had a long chat with one of them when we signed Louise, and uh, he was basically saying, you know, you can't really play him as in a in a back two. He's going to make errors. He's going to get found out. But in a back three. He's ideal, yeah. and the well, way you that just ahead of the two centres, yeah, yeah. just ahead of the two, yeah, exactly. And like I say, I mean the way Arteta set it up to, has been setting it up with literally Saka being a left, almost a left wing back, exactly, uh, and us, you know, not really having much to balance that out on the right hand side of the pitch. That's well, he's we've been using Shaka, right? We've been asking Shaka yeah. to get back hmm. into that left sided role. Now yeah, we exactly. have somebody who can play that role. Mm. So, I mean, it's, it's options, isn't it? It's, it's nice options to have. He's just alone, isn't he? Who's yeah, he's just alone, yeah, he's just alone to the end of the season, but then with an mm. option to buy. I think, to be honest, we'd be silly not to take him up no, on that deal when we've got... Only one, one game so far. I just think, anyway, just in terms of... Uh, if, we look at our other, if we look at our other centre-backs... Uh, Socrates, Luis, and Mustafi's contracts all end at the end of next Josh, season. I'm not arguing with you, but mate, I'm an Arsenal fan, and I, I know am. as well as you do that we get so freaking stupidly excited about players off the bat. I was the first one on Ceballos's first game saying, "Sign him <laughs> up, sign him up." So, like, let's all just so let's just play this season out and see how things go, and let's uh-huh. let uh, yeah. we got a we got a big bed to clean out and make a new bed for the new season. So. Yeah, that Ooh. is true. Very true. It's going to um, be a very busy summer. Yeah, yeah definitely. It's going to be fun, isn't it? It's going to be interesting. Let's, let's get into Ooh. some questions as well. Go We've got it. a couple from the uh, from the chat box. Um, first one from Pete Colson. I'm going to send this over to you, Corey. Um, Pete surprised, or were we surprised, the weakened team that Arteta started with. The FA Cup is our only hope of glory. Uh and European football next season is a non-starter because this is the uh, the only competition we're in, the only trophy we're in. So we surprised. Yeah, it's all it's all domestic from now on, maybe, isn't it? Yeah. Um, no, I wasn't surprised. Uh, we we said that earlier. Uh, uh, just because we've always had that kind of approach to cup competitions, so it's been for a younger for our younger players. And you know what? After that game. And the way it all finished out against Olympiacos, some of our veteran players needed to be 
not benched because they were bad, just given some protection. Like they, they needed to be given a little bit of relief and the kids maybe, uh, it's not that much of a step down, is it? They're, they're pretty good kids. They're pretty good kids. Yeah, I agree with that one. Uh, okay, I've got to the next question we've got from Data. Um, should we be worried that Gwendozi will leave us for Champions League football? <laughs> no. Uh, if he does, if he does leave us, he'll go for decent money, so we'll be able to replace him. But I don't think Gwendozi is. Uh, I, I think he's, he's enjoying it. I think he looks like he's enjoying it, and I think he's enjoying the Premiership as well. I, uh, I, I think, think he, he, like, he, he, like, he likes a bit of niggle. Do you know what I mean? Hmm. Yeah. He likes Sorry. a bit of niggle. I was just going to say, I think also he must know that uh, he's got a golden opportunity here at Arsenal. Where is he going to get as much playing time as he's been getting at, at the Arsenal, right, Gav? Yeah, I mean, he's not been getting as much under Arteta as he did under Emery. Uh, but he's got to be happy with the minutes he's getting. And, you know, like I say, he's. And the thing is, is what you've got to remember at Gwendozi is he's still a young player. You know, this is his, you know, we plucked him from obscurity in France, really, let's be honest. Uh, so he's got to be happy of where his career is heading. Uh, if we're looking at, if it's next year or the year after, and, you know, he's down to one year on his contract and he's still on the bench and he's not a regular starter, I think then would be the time that he would start thinking about where he should go to progress his career. But at the moment, I think he's pretty happy. I, he, you know, he, he's get all the clips you see in the training. He's in the middle of the jokes. He's in the middle of the wind-ups. He's in the, you know, he's in the middle of the celebrations in the goals and everything. So I, I think he's happy. I think he's an happy bunny. Yeah. I think the stuff, uh, about his behavior as well might be what kind of adds extra fuels to the, Extra fuel to the, fu- the fire, so oh, to speak. But, uh, most you know, of that is clickbait bollocks, though, let's yeah. be honest. Yeah, and to be honest, you know, young players are always going to be, you know, a little bit of a twat most times. Oh, I mean, come They've on, Josh. Be if, being, if being bad is taking your shirt off at some concert and waving it about, then, hey, I've been so bad, man. Like, I think it's know, doing it in a professional capacity, though. I know. I'm just saying. Though, you know, I, yeah. I'm sure it's not as if it's not as if he's like. I, I don't. I don't think his problems are such as like he's arguing with the coaches or stuff. He's just a kid, and he's a bit yeah. of a shit disturber as well. And he's cocky. I mean, yeah. I mean, let's let's. I mean, yeah. Let's go back. I mean, we had a youth player, bloody uh, J. Emmanuel Thomas, yeah. right? Who was supposed to be the next big thing, right? Who ended up getting done for drink driving an uninsured car through fucking Hackney, right? <laughs> and the car was worth about a hundred grand and he'd only played like two games in the fucking League Cup, right? And then we go back to what Adams and Parlo and all that little lot used to get up to. It, yeah, you've got to be hyper professional these days, but yeah. You know, like I say, he got a little slap on the wrist, he's knuckled down. I thought Tonight, especially, his professionalism after getting stupidly booked for fuck all by that prick, Mike Dean. I thought it was professionalism to 
not make any rash challenges. I think Arteta will appreciate that. I think he'll really appreciate the fact that he kept the workload up uh, and didn't put himself in any situations where we could have got booked again. Yeah, and did you not see also, he was being double teamed quite a bit. So, yeah. um, you know, the, the other team knew that, that it was all going to come out central through... Uh, um, Let's try to wind him up as well. I mean, they knew. I mean, he's the sort of player that, you know, you can... If he was playing against Arsenal, he's the sort of player you think, right, Gwendouzi's playing, let's wind him up. Yeah. Do you know I mean, if you get the ball, try and go past him, see if you can grab hold of your shirt. You know, you know, try and get in a bit of a niggle with him because, you know, it, it was prime for, you know, it was prime for us going down to 10 men after that. But, as I said, he held his nerve, he was professional, he didn't get involved in anything else. I even saw him pull out of a couple, which he don't normally do. So, yeah, no, he's, he's a happy bunny. Let's, let's, let's move on. Next question, please. Yes, Gavin, this one is coming... Well, I'm going to let both of you talk about this one, to be honest. Um, but for you, Gav, first, on today's performance, has Nelson done enough to get into the squad for Saturday against West Ham? Mm. Do I think he has or does Arteta think he has? Well, right, let's go with you. <laughs> go on. Go on. Uh, King for the day. Yeah, uh... Mm, it's tricky. I would solely on the basis that if we had to towards the end of the game and we had to chase to get anything out of it, uh, we could bring him on for Bellerin and have him and Pepe down the right. Uh, Pepe's obviously bound to start against West Ham. But, yeah, and like I say, I mean, I know this is slightly off the question. But you've got to say well done to Arteta, the way he's bringing in and taking out a lot of the young players. Because a lot of the young players, you know, they need you know, they need that extra bit to try that little bit harder in training. They need that bit of extra incentive and they need to know if they're training hard, they're going to train hard. With Nelson, he's got that one thing that Arteta absolutely loves him. Arteta and, uh, used to go and help train him when Arteta was a player out. So Arteta has got a serious soft, soft spot for him. So I think I'd have him on the bench and I could quite possibly say I think Arteta will. Arteta fancies the kid. I don't know. He, he's seen something. He's seen something in him. So I would say if he's fit, he's, in, he's on the bench. Yeah, uh, Corey. What about you? Yeah, um, yeah. I'd I'd answer yes. I'd give Nelson a go on the field. Even um, do you do either of you know if uh, does Pepe give us the option of using him on the left so that maybe we can put Aubameyang in the in the middle and sit like is that yet another game bringing bring him on as a sub maybe? We could we could also play Nelson on the left, which is where he I mostly played at Hoffenheim. Yeah, I understand. But I wondered yeah. if Pepe offers this. Does Pepe play both sides? I've not or seen him play on the left. Right? I think that's a question for I, the I, pirate. I, I, I think it, I think he will be a little bit too one-dimensional. Mm. Yeah, I think I think yeah. that might be the problem with him. I think he'll be a little bit too, you know, you know. Yeah, yeah no, it, he's it, not got a right foot. <laughs> I, 
Uh-huh. Yeah, well, that's that's my problem with Pepe. Is I love the guy. I want him to do well. I think he's a very skilled player. But my God, man, kick the ball with your right foot for once. Like, you know, like seriously. And Nelson seems to have a pretty good right foot. So let's mm. go for it. Yeah, why not? The, the, only, the only thing that I can see about Pepe on the left is if Saka is behind him because – You've got the double. You've got the threat there. That if he's not going to go past you and whip the ball over, then he's got to cut back to Saka behind him, which might actually work really well. But I think he's just a little bit too one-dimensional. I think you're going to have to have a quick look at the chat, by the way, Josh. Yeah, it's kicking off, isn't it? It's kicking oh. off. I've seen Michael Hernandez has also slid in with a cheeky uh, four ninety-nine. I might avoid the argument going on between the mods and. Uh-huh. Uh, and data because they're all big enough and ugly enough to uh, fend between themselves. I think. I think. I think they are anyway. Jace, data, behave. Otherwise, you're both going on a naughty step. I know where one of you lives. Maybe. Um, the other one, there's there's probably a restraining order against me being near their house. Uh, you can decide which one that is about. Um, but the question from Michael as well, which I think. Uh, we've got. I think we'll go for two more questions now because we've been going for just over an hour and ten minutes now. Nice. Um, oh, where should I go with this one? Uh, Corey Mustafi looks like a decent centre back under Arteta. This is from Michael Hernandez. Would you offer him a new contract and save some money on another squad player? No, no. <laughs> I was going to say, if no. anyone was watching on video, you didn't need to say a word. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> No, no new contract for Mustafi. I do like the hair. I like the fair do rag. I like the whole thing, but not as a player for me. Thank you very much. Get rid. <laughs> yeah, Gav, similar for you as well. Gav, oh, I don't know. Sorry, I'm, I was just right. trying to take. I'm, I'm clicking the audio on and off because I'm vaping and somebody might be oh, yeah. vaping. Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of liking Mustafi under my chair, and I, and I, and I feel like I feel like a dirty, dirty boy for saying that. <laughs> nice. Uh, nice. I, I, I really do. Yeah. I, I feel I feel like I'm letting my family down. I'm letting my kids down. I'm letting my friends down. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I'm like I'm sorry. Go on, move on before I yeah, embarrass myself. That's fine. Uh, we can all eat <laughs> some humble pie with Mustafi if we really want to. Uh, and the final question, um, Gal, I'm going to cover you this one uh, from Mark Davis. Uh, if the youngsters carry on showing the hunger, is there an acceptance that we may be quiet in the summer and the fans will have to be patient to let the team grow? Oh, it's a tricky one, isn't it? I mean, let's, let's be honest. I mean, we are. Basically, I can't see us spending seventy-two million on a left-sided attacking threat this summer. Can you? I mean, we've got a Bamian that can play there. We've got Martinelli that can play there. We've got Saka that are going to be playing there. So, if Lacazette goes, then you've got a Bamian down the middle, and you've still got Martinelli and Saka that can pick up them positions. Uh, I'm a big advocate of trying to give the youth a chance and trying to, you know, especially ones that have 
come into the first team at the same time. Uh, I know, like I say, Saka's a couple of years or was a couple of years behind them, but he's probably the shining light with the youth players at the moment. Uh, I think it all depends. It, it's, it's a very, very, it's going to be a very, very weird summer because if they want to spend decent money, then they're going to have to sell. Uh, there was a question, actually. Somebody put a question up of what three players you would consider selling, seeing as we're skint at the moment, uh, which I thought was a very good question, which I think we should go on to after this, Josh. Hint, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, the, it's, it's down to the youth players to show that they've got the talent and the ability and the work rate and the professionalism uh, for us not to spend that money. And again, you look at tonight, we had six players tonight that come through the youth setup. Uh, we had Guendouzi and uh, Martinelli, which makes it eight. Uh, you got Bellerin who come from the youth set, set up, that's nine. Uh, that's almost a full team that we've got that have literally cost us next to nothing. Uh my main concern really is will we have to sacrifice people to spend money on the midfield? Because I think that's the major one at the moment is we've got to get the midfield working, whether that means Ozil going, uh, which I think he will. So I can say we don't, he's got to go at some point, hasn't he? Do you know what I mean? He can't, you can't do a bloody Jenkinson and cling on for life. He's going to oh, try. He's going to try. Uh, can I? But, can I just interrupt? Just yeah. Because uh, I think you're. Uh, I th I think we I think we're forgetting, or we have to think about, uh, or we have to dare to think about the fact that we're not going to have European football. So our budget has like completely freaking changed the landscape of our budget. So I think we might be in a position where we're going to have to sell players just to stand still, you know, like um, financially wise. Uh, and I think well, there, is, there, is, there is, there is more money coming in. That's not been accounted for in the last lot of accounts. Uh, there is an extra 30 million from Adidas. Uh, yes. But like I said, I mean, with with Man City, if Man City with Man City winning the League Cup, I haven't got this confirmed yet. But if their ban stands, then the Europa will go down to about eighth or ninth this year. Hmm. So we're like fifth place will be third, first, second, third, fourth, and fifth will be Champions League minus Man City then you've got the Europa place will go to the league because Man City won it. So, you know, Thingy won't, uh, Villa, thank God, won't get a place for it because they'll never fucking stop talking if they, about it if they win a trophy. Uh, and then the two other ones. So it'll go down to about eighth or ninth. Mm. Still, though, you, you hear where I'm going with that argument. I, yeah, I think, no, I, no. I mean, we, we do... The, if you're honest with yourself, I honestly think we're going to see Lacazette go. Yeah. I think also, I think also that the team is going to be in a position where they are finally going to be in that position where they're going to accept whichever loss they have to to get Ozil out of the club. 
I think yeah. that's my personal opinion. So with those two people moving, now try and consider your question, right? You know, like Yeah, I mean yeah, I mean you look you're looking at Lacazette as all if they want to claim decent money for a player that could be replaced for similar money for less money and similar wages, then you're probably looking at Leno going as well. Uh oh. No, I'm being serious. He, like I say, he's one of the one of the players you can get. If we could get 40, 40 million for Leno oh, and replace yeah. him for replace him for ten fifteen, then we've had a result. And it's going to be down to uh, the duckers and divers, uh, like Real, to to claim it. But you've obviously got the other one with you've got Willock, who preferred position is number ten. You've got uh, Smith Rowe, who's doing brilliant at Huddersfield. All the Huddersfield fans absolutely love him. So, so yeah, like I say, there's, there's going to be a bit of tinkering. And really, if I was Arteta, I'd be planning not for next year, but for the year after. I'm basing it around the young players we've got at the moment. And there's still players coming up behind them at the moment who are really pulling up trees. Yeah, so I think we've got a couple. I mean, Bojan, uh, John Jules. Yeah, both could be be proper proper players. Yeah, we've also got uh, Migo Aziz as well in the midfield. Is yeah. one to have a look at? Um, I would love to do Pete's question this evening, um, but we've been going for a bit too long, so I think we'll cover that one in the podcast midweek because I think it's a really good one to cover in the podcast because we can go into depth about the money situation as well. Um, so, Pete, I'm just about to send that one to Danny. Um, to cover midweek. I'm not sure who's on the podcast. Gav, if you want to answer that question midweek, tell Danny, Danny you're on the podcast and you can get in for that one. Uh, no, I, I think I've been on miles too much. I, I wasn't supposed to, like I say, I only put my hands up for tonight because I said, look, yeah, it's a Monday night. I know a lot of people can't make it. So if there's a fair right. space, I'll, I'll come on. I'm, I'm like the reserve guy at the moment. <laughs> we'll find if uh, Jason has got, got Wi-Fi under his rock. Over in Wales, <laughs> see if we can get him on. But um, thank you so much for coming on, Gav. Um, you too, Corey. Anytime, yeah, that's man. been a great chat. Nice one, lads. Yeah. And I've been on. I've been on. A, I've been on one when we fucking won. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So at least we've got to tick that off as well. Um, yeah, exactly. Big thank you for the chat box. I always forget about you. You've been incredible as always. Um, Happy. Yeah, tappy tappy, that little box. We've got 53 likes in there, to be fair. Danny, that's Danny, reckons, that Danny reckons that this week's podcast is him talking about pussy. Yeah, that's about right. Um, and it's, I think Danny sums it up well. Danny's uh, drunk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, average game, but great chat room. And yeah, thank you so much, guys. Um, sure, we'll guys. be back during the middle of the week where we'll be wrapping up um, what's happened in our previous two games. So unfortunately, they've got to talk about Olympiacos. So I'm already saying I'm not going on the pod this week. <laughs> um, that's it. Uh, speak to you guys later. And uh, the live crew will be back for post West Ham. Cheers. Uh, take care, everyone. Nice one cheers. in the chat, lads. And girls. And as no one else has to do it, I've got to tell myself to turn this shit off. As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Splendid business. Get down, dog.